Vikings of the History Voyager, and I'm here with Bill Travesky. Did yep. I say that right? Oh, Correct. Good. good. I'm going to give myself a cookie later. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I'm here with Bill Travesky, and we are going to talk about... Basically, we're going to have a conversation about Q. QAnon. Um... Now, Bill, I don't know if you remember our first conversation practically a year ago now. <laughs> but do you remember one of the first things you said to me? I don't remember the first, but I remember we did talk about QAnon. One of the first sentences out of your mouth to me was, you're not a member of QAnon. How did you, QAnon, you called it? Which is funny, because... <laughs> Yeah, I did an episode recently, and the whole time editing, I realized, I'm like, oh, wait, I said it wrong this whole time, even as the other person said it right. Yeah, it's it's called QAnon. But, so, why don't, so why don't we kind of talk first for the three people that don't know what QAnon is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't even know why we're laughing, but... Three is too many. <laughs> Wait, no, three is too many to know it. Sheesh. Yeah, but there's there's probably like three people that listen to this podcast who who don't know what QAnon is. So why don't we tell them? Why don't you kick it off and, and sounds, uh, sounds and good. I'll, okay, so what is QAnon, at least in your own words? I mean, I'm no expert, but QAnon is basically this organization that believes the top elites have this, um, what they do is they take the children across like the country and whatnot, and then they abuse them to release this chemical. I forget the name of it. But then they uh, drink the blood because they believe it makes them live forever. Or it gives them energy or, or something. And I think there's some, and what what's really strange to me is like, so I'm older than you, and some of their little, little, some of their conspiracy theories or whatever, I remember hearing about in high school, way before, like, anybody knew what QAnon was, or way before QAnon was even a thing, probably, I hope, right? Yeah. And I remember, like, being in high school, being like, no, no, like, dude, people are not drinking the blood of kids, and and you know, like, what was it? What's the other one that's really? There's one of them that's like really weird, like, like, you know, lizard people. Yes, that's the one. The lizard people is like completely strange to me. I don't understand that. Yeah. Like, when I even talk about it, it's just like. How can you have have any kind of intelligence and really think lizard people are in charge of things? <laughs> and that's the crazy thing, too, with these conspiracies, is they do studies, and typically people have the same intelligence across the board. Like, if you're in QAnon, that doesn't mean you're not as smart. It just means something else. I tell you, I think I don't want to throw any individual person I know under the bus, but... I think I know people that maybe they 
I don't think all of QAnon is true, but I, I think part of it's true. And everybody that I've met like that is also intelligent. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, I want to see if I can find the data I have, but I actually have like a sheet of facts, and it's something like, oh man, I forget, but a large number of people partially believe in QAnon. The full believers are very small. But, like, the partial makes up a large percent of, like, the population. Yeah. Yeah. What is, like, so... Let's try and lay out what they they believe. Like, okay. So they believe that the Hollywood elites are basically drinking the blood of children to make them stay younger. And I think... And they also believe, like, there's a... A group of lizard people or lizard-like aliens or something. Because I've heard both that run the world. Yeah. Vertical. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. And the wacky part about that is, like, that's old. Like, Like, Andrew Jackson thought people ran the world from underground. That's really old. Oh, yeah. The, um... Well, first, before I respond, I found the stat. And keep okay. in mind, there's there's another study with a lower percentage of the Democrat side that believes in QAnon. Uh-huh. But CBS News and YouGov, they did 13% think QAnon is certainly or probably true. The other study was like 7%. 14% not sure, and then the rest certainly false. But then the Republican side was 23% certainly or probably true, and the 34% was not sure. So more than half think like there could be some truth to it of the Republican side. If you think about, okay, so half of, I think the current data says that registered Republicans are something like 38% of the country. So if you think about Half of thirty-eight percent. That's that. When you think about three hundred and fifteen million people, that's a whole lot of people. That's um. That's like nineteen <laughs> percent estimate. Then you throw in the Democrat, which is another say plus fourteen. So that's a uh, thirty-three. And then independents. You, I mean, these are ballparks. But like, you can even say forty percent ballpark yeah, but, plus but, or minus ten. But here's the thing that's that's so interesting, though, that, that we're sort of glazing over, right? Yeah. There's more reg- today, on, on June 21st, 2021, there's more registered Democrats in this country than there are registered Republicans by quite a lot. So, so that that number of, like, what... What did you just say? 17% of Democrats altogether? Uh, 13, probably true. 14, not sure. Okay, so 27%. That 27% of Democrats is a lot bigger than that number of Republicans. Yeah. Right? So that, when I say the 40%, it's probably like higher up than that. There, there's a whole lot of people in this country. And one of the things I discovered... so. In my podcast, so you do this great podcast. For those of you that 
have never listened to Bill Trubisky's The Way podcast, uh, please do. It's actually really cool. I, I, I really like it. <laughs> Thank you. But the thing that you do that I, I do sometimes, but you talk to experts, right? Yeah. And I like to talk to regular people. I also talk to experts. But I like to talk to regular people because you can get a pulse. You can get a real pulse of society, right? Yeah. It's amazing how many people will tell me off the internet or off the recording, yeah, the one thing we can't talk about is Q because I know people or because my cousin or because my sister or because whatever, because, 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 (laughs) you know? Yeah. And it's like people, I'm talking all walks of life. I'm talking like all walks of life. I'm talking, well, I haven't talked to, I think I've only talked to maybe two African-Americans, which is unfortunate. But I'm talking literally all walks of life. No, there's been some people that were African-American I didn't I didn't release. But it's all it's literally all walks of life telling me that. Yeah, and that um, I just did the episode, and that's what she was like telling me. She's like, um, yeah, all walks of life. You'll see, like, you'll see Indian, you'll see Hispanic, black, white, Democrat, Republican, Trump supporters, Bernie, like every side. It doesn't. I mean, it has its large evangelical Christian. I forget how you call it, but that's the majority of it. But still, incorporates everything else. Yeah, and like that that QAnon shaman guy, I think his name is uh, Jake Angeli, right? The is that... guy in the insurrection. Okay, I forget but, the names. You know, with the with the hats, with the he's got that horns on that on his head. Oh yeah, that guy, that guy. With the face paint. Okay. Yeah, he um in prison he wouldn't eat anything unless he had organic like something shipped to him. Yeah, I saw this thing he did. I forgot if it was on Twitter or Facebook or what, or uh, either Twitter, Facebook, or, or Instagram or whatever it was. But he was talking to these people about how, like the he believed, or like the banks are really running things from underground bunkers and like he was saying thing he was saying this and i'm just like how how does anybody so let me ask you how how do people fall fall victim to this or whatever like what's the thing that causes people to fall victim to it yeah and um well something i want to address too for like the audience listening what I speak about comes from Dr. Mia Bloom. She, uh, like, that's the majority of that, and plus research into an episode. So I want to establish some basis to what I say. Yeah. But how people get into it, they, uh, it just always starts small. It's like politicians are corrupt. Everybody agrees politicians are corrupt. They are corrupt. But then you sort of do like a fish line where, well, they're corrupt, but also. Look at the what the Hillary side did a bit. Look at the Democrats. Look at this buying out. And then, oh, look at this, this, this. So it like slowly builds up to that final point of 
like like we said before, the elites sucking the blood of kids. Right. How did okay? So has it moved off of Reddit? Oh yeah, there's um yeah. I wonder if I have this. There's quite a few things, but there's this news. I forget the name of the website. She told me about it. It's where it looks. It's this newspaper, but it's online. So like it's like the Guardian, New York Times, all that stuff. It has a name, but it looks just like CNN. It's the most formal looking. You got these articles. The first one says like Hunter Biden does this. The second one says the Clintons do this. It's like all that kind of propaganda, but it just looks so official and legit like that. I mean, you gotta read the wording and then you'll start putting some flags in it. But that's where they get the news from. There's also this website that I forget the name of that I was shown actually a year and a half ago before I even knew about QAnon because I have family who's in that same loop, and it was it got take yeah it got taken down because I asked him to send it to me again. But it's this whole website where it looks like 4chan, where like it really just goes like crazy on that thing. And like there was one guy, there was a web designer, right that that made a decision to take QAnon out of the what, what we call the chans and the reddits of the world and actually make it more, uh, to use a web term, to make it more GUI, to make it more graphical, graphical I, user interface kind of thing. Yep, I think that's the same one we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, wait, is this it? Oh, I was trying to find it. But, yeah, like, that's what the whole idea was. It's for, like, the tech-savvy people or the ones used to the Reddit to have their own QAnon place to go to. Sort of like right. Parler was trying to do against Twitter. Right, right. But also, like, I mean... I mean, the thing is, like, how did... So, to me, right, when I think of QAnon on Reddit... The first thing I think of is because I use Reddit for my podcast, right? Yeah. And the first thing I think of when somebody says QAnon on Reddit is I'm like, okay, Q- Reddit is annoying. <laughs> Reddit's annoying. I, I don't like it. I don't like being on it. I don't like spending a lot of time on it. <laughs> it's not that I don't like being on it, but it's useful. But <laughs> it's not something that I'd surf for. Just hours and hours and hours. It's not like I, oh, I have free time. Let me kill an hour or three by by surfing Reddit. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand. Yeah. So, I'm, yeah, go ahead. I'm the opposite. <laughs> I get addicted to Reddit, but I could see like the other side too. I just, it's so, I don't know. So how, how did when? You, You've got to get people that are not tech savvy or not, because um, you can like you can you can dislike Reddit and not and be tech savvy, right? So, because I don't like it because it, it just feels so '90s. It just feels like the '90s. <laughs> you know, it's I don't know. So, how did they get it to where, like your your grandma and your and your little kid brother or your little kid sister or your 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 tech illiterate dad could be on it. Like how did how'd they get QAnon into the the what I call the normie web? 
Um, I don't know exactly. I'll say they did get taken down from the Normandy web, which is why you can't find it. But they probably they started it up the same as any other website. They designed it by mimicking, like like we said, Reddit and the other news one that's still up is um, mimicking like CNN and the Guardian. It's like very mimicry of these other formats. So they just bought out a domain. And it didn't end in like dot com. It ended in like dot some weird name too, which I thought was odd. But they mm-hmm. just did that and slowly directed people from Reddit, even TikTok. They were directing people just like from any way to get to their news source. And yeah. their goal is two things. One, they want um their viewers to like have to come back. Like they say, next week we're gonna upload this, but it's only gonna be up for a few days. So make sure you tune in to be able to see what the news are bringing and then they do that again and again so you have to keep coming back to it yeah and i forgot what my second point oh the second point which is making sure that they're people's only source of news like trust us we're the only news source cnn new york times fox news is like all fake news we're, we're the legit news yeah well i mean i think so, I mean, this news environment that we live in is so insane. Like, it's just so, like, um, I'm old enough to remember when the only news you could get was, like, you could go to CNN.com or you could go to, um, well, heck, I'm old enough to remember before that, right? But, like, when I was, like, in the 90s, right, yeah. um, you could get, like, CNN, Fox, you know, Fox, FoxNews.com, CNN.com. I think MSNBC wasn't even the TV thing yet. It was a website, but it wasn't a TV thing yet, I don't think. I could be wrong there. But I was talking about this on, on Twitter with somebody about Monica Lewinsky. Um, the thing that I remember that you don't see anymore is you could go anywhere that had a cable outlet. <laughs> so like a restaurant, bar, you know, barbershop, wherever. And like today, you see people watching or you see the news being on. But what you don't see today is you don't see people literally not eating and watching it. <laughs> like, you don't see people... Like, here's something I remember. I remember going in... During Monica Lewinsky, like, during whatever you want to call that, right? I remember yeah. going out to eat, walking into this restaurant, and everybody, every living soul... And these were people on dates. These were people... This was everybody, Right? Was staring up at the television, looking at this um, anchor talk to this other anchor about Monica Lewinsky and Linda Tripp. You wouldn't see that today unless it was like 9 11. (laughs) Unless it was literally like 9 11 or like January 6 or something like that. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. 
it doesn't like catch the mainstream news unless it's really something like crazy. Is that what you're saying? Well, it's people are immune to it. Is what I'm saying. People are immune to the television just being around. Like it's just wallpaper. Oh, it's like in the background. It's like a second <laughs> thought, that kind of thing. <laughs> it's just literally wallpaper. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Then I'll see sometimes, like, I don't know what's going on with Biden and Russia right now, but I was seeing my grandma the other day, and they start, Biden comes up, he starts talking about Russia, but then she, like, is really, like, stressing, like, oh, I heard there's ships off Hawaii, and like really starting like to freak out a bit. I have to tell her like, listen, Donna, it's um, it's it's okay. It'll work out. We'll be okay. That's like a small example, but a lot of people. I feel like the older generation. A lot of people do see stuff in the news and a lot of fear that will sort of glue people to a screen real quick and like start stressing about. Oh, am I going to be okay? Is do I have to buy more toilet paper from this coronavirus going on now? <laughs> yeah, like, are we going to have, is there going to be toilet paper run part two? Or like... <laughs> I got to buy some toilet paper stock. <laughs> well, here, okay, here's something that happened today on uh, this morning. Is I cut my phone on, and for some reason I was up super early, and I cut my phone on. And Twitter, my Twitter feed is, is yelling about China. My Twitter feed is talking about how there's they're saying like we could go to war with China. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so I, I spent like the better part of, I don't know, 30 or 45 minutes just trying to find the right hashtag or the right whatever. And I couldn't th- find us, you know, a. Uh, a person with skin in the game, so to say, like an expert or whatever, to to say anything. It's just people just talking about it. You could have um, reached out to Sino Babble. <laughs> could have uh, sent her a message. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a thing I'm going to do today. Is, is you know send her a DM on Twitter. <laughs> I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, hell, that's what? my new. That's my China expert now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, uh, that might be a future podcast guest very, very soon. <laughs> you know? Yeah, sounds good. I don't know because there's all these nor there's all these people on Twitter, and it's all sorts of people, and they're talking about China this and China that. I'm like, what is going on? What is the deal? And there is stuff to like look at and focus about. I'm I can be ignorant about like modern news, but at the same time, I feel like every other week there's something like we're going to war with China. I, I don't think we are. Maybe another like trade war maximum, but I don't, I don't think it's World War Three is going to happen. And it's never. It's like when the news tells you a big. I live up north in the Northeast. Yeah. They'll say, "Oh, we're going to have a foot and a half of snow. It's going to." We go get your generators, go get all this, go get everything. And then we have yeah. like four inches. <laughs> well, I mean, we have these days, you know, it can get so hot down here that we can get brownouts and we can get blackouts and things like that. And I had a neighbor 
actually I've had a neighbor I think they moved but over here I, I had a neighbor that had a generator because we could get brownouts from the summer um What's a brownout? So, what is a brownout? A brownout is like your, the electrical load is so high that it's literally exactly what it sounds like. It's literally like your the lights flicker, power flickers kind of thing, just because the electrical load is so high. Gotcha. Yeah. It takes a lot of juice to run elect- to run um, air conditioning, and you have to run it in this town. You basically have to run air conditioning from essentially April all the way to maybe two weeks into the hockey season. (laughs) (laughs) So the other day I saw Arizona and Las Vegas were both like 120 degrees now. Uh Uh-huh. What was the place in California where I was like, there's somewhere in California where I was like, is that a real temperature? That's got to be, is that a (laughs) real? Was it 130-something? I was like, holy Jesus. Yeah, that news, if I'm in the area, now that would stress me out. Then I'd actually buy some water or be like, okay, wait, let me go on Twitter. <laughs> I tell you what, there, I, I used to live in Savannah, Savannah, Georgia. And the hottest summer I ever experienced anywhere was in Savannah. And it was so hot. Literally, my I looked at it and I was like, my crock pot. This is hotter than the lowest setting on my crock pot. <laughs> like I'm not I'm not making that up. <laughs> Jesus. You, you want to make an omelet? Go outside with a pan and just let the egg sit. <laughs> hey man, just just take that pork shoulder and just sort of sit it in a pan and just sort of like sit it outside. <laughs> Walk back twenty minutes later. Oh shit! I burnt it. <laughs> Yo, come back like tomorrow. <laughs> come back tomorrow, and you know, I mean, you got to rotate it, put some apples on it, and, you know, uh, spices, onions, whatever. <laughs> oh my god! What's creep? Uh, I heard um Walmart those ice cream Klondikes. They like they're not real ice cream, so they don't melt. So I would love to put a clonic bar outside on like a pan, come back the next day and the pan melts, but the clonic's just sitting there. What are they what are they doing? Are they freezing um are they freezing that filling in Oreos or what are they doing? It's the same way as like I can't believe it's not butter. Like legally isn't butter. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's the same as that. Jeez. Probably don't eat those. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> Nine out of ten doctors. <laughs> That's probably really, really bad. It's probably, I don't know. Like I haven't had a double stuff Oreo, but during the pandemic, I had a double stuffed Oreo because we got some on accident, and I hadn't had one of those in years. And I was like, "Good God!" I, I mean, my teeth hurt. <laughs> Like this is so sugary, my teeth hurt. If I eat too, if I eat like ten, the roof of my mouth starts feeling like, like burnt almost. Like if you drink water, you feel a sizzle from the sugar alone. Jesus. All right. So okay, back to the 
back to the lecture at hand. All right. So, yeah, QAnon so, Oreo, same thing. <laughs> oh Lord, now, now, okay, now people. Oh, what's up with Oreos and QAnon? <laughs> you see, so you get the two and symbolize <laughs> the two parties crushing us together. <laughs> no, okay, so um, what of the thing I was originally saying with the news was. If you think about it, I mean, our, our world really is crazy. I mean, we, we actually are living in a science fiction novel, because think about it, right? Um, like, what did, I, what did we just talk about? Like, I'm going to go send this woman in England a, a message about China with the realistic expectation that she's going to respond back to me probably the same day. Right? Yeah. And that's crazy. But also, like, the degree to which we're interconnected. And there's probably a lot of people that are probably like, they probably don't know what to believe anymore. <laughs> you know? I mean, if 40-some percent of the country believes QAnon, that's, that's not an insignificant number of people. And speaking of, like, the internet and not knowing, not knowing what to believe... I saw a quote, and it had a picture of Nikola Tesla on it, so I'm going to assume it's a quote by him. But again, I, you can't trust anything without... It, it did look like a sketchy meme, but he said something like, in the future, they'll have technology sort of like a electronic web encompassing the Earth, where you can instantly message and talk to people telepathically, like quotation marks, in like a harpy or a second. <laughs> And for his time, it probably sounded insane. But like you said, you can send somebody in China a message like that. But then again, I saw the quote. I saw a picture of him in the background. I don't know if he actually said that. Somebody could have just done that for internet points. <laughs> you know? Or like, there was that video. I think there was some video of Hillary Clinton talking or something. That actually they figured out later was fake. Oh, was, it one of the, was it one of the deep fakes where it's like someone else talking? There was a, I remember this. There was a video of Hillary Clinton talking when she was like, supposedly like when she was younger, like in, like in her like lawyer days. And like, I, I remember, I don't want to like say specific, specifically what it was, but I remember looking at it. Because I studied the Clintons in college. Like, I studied the Clintons in college. Like, Bill and Hillary both. And I remember looking at this video and thinking, I don't think that Hillary Clinton would have said that in 1975, 6, 7, right? I don't know that (laughs) that was a thing she would have said. But a lot of people don't know that, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I don't know. And plus, well, what was it, was it like up? a fake, was it like a fake quote going around where everybody's saying, oh, she said this, but you don't think she did? Well, it was something like she was alluding to, um, something about Q. Oh, like Illuminati stuff. She like was Illuminati. She was 
was alluding to something that Q believers think that the Clintons do. And I was just like, yeah, that's not, no. <laughs> she wouldn't have said that in 75 or 76. But see, a lot of people, like, they don't. I think a lot of what Q is is confirmation bias. You know, kind of like what you were saying with the, the, um, like, I believe politicians are corrupt. So, therefore, that leads me down this trail. Right? To think this, to think that, to think the other thing. You know? Yeah. And um, I said this last time I was on your show. I'm pretty sure I did. But then I asked uh, Dr. Bloom the same question, and then she said, oh, yeah, that's kind of right. But it's sort of the confirmation bias in the sense that people want to sort of, like, know the truth. They want to be the one who's above the sheep. Like, everybody's a sheep. They want to be the main character in that movie they live kind of attitude. You ever see that movie? I did. Yeah. I did. But everybody is the main character in the movie they live. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, the movie, he's right. And, like, there is truth in the QAnon. Like, the politicians are partially corrupt. Well, they are corrupt. And the news can be biased at times. You just well, can't. Yeah. Yeah, you just can't take that and then go down that whole rabbit hole all the way down there. Well, so I'll give you an example of of corruption, right? That I uncovered in my podcast. During my podcast, I uncovered this, and it's not like I broke the story, but you know, I learned it. Okay. Yeah. Um. So before the pandemic, we had. There were 34 vacant structures per homeless person. Not per homeless family, per homeless person. Right? Yeah. Okay. Now, there are a lot of laws in this country that are deliberately set up so that if if you've ever been homeless... It's really hard to get back on track. Okay, in the legal in the in the above board legal sense of the legal sense of society. It's really really hard to get back on track. The reason that is is because we have for-profit prisons in this country. <laughs> now, yep. here's where the conspiracy comes in, right? This was set up by both political parties over the years, when both parties were in charge. So what does that tell you? It tells you that there's this overarching group of of rich people that are paying off the system. Right? Yeah. Now, that's that's a real thing. That's an actual thing that I learned. Okay, and so I take that knowledge and I say, well, one of the reasons why we might have a worker shortage in this country is that, we're, you know, there's a whole lot of homeless people now. Okay, because there's way more homeless people now than there was before the pandemic. Right. Yeah. For example. Just saying, I mean, 
you know, so that's a conspiracy theory that's real. Or what was the Operation Northwoods, I think? That that was proven right. If you've ever heard about Operation Northwoods, that was great. You could hear that and be like, that's nuts. I haven't heard that one. The CIA, let me, okay. As I tell people, Joe Rogan has Jamie. I have Google. Let me Google it. <laughs> Sounds good. Google the only verb for looking up versus Bing or Yahoo. Yeah, that's that's one. Why did we? And I got stuff to say about the private prison stuff too, but I'm curious to hear what like this is first. All right. Okay. So Operation Northwoods is from Wikipedia. Operation Northwoods was a proposed false flag operation against American citizens that originated in the U.S. Department of Defense and the Joint Chiefs of Staff in 1962. The Central Intelligence Agency or other government operatives to both stage and actually commit an act of terrorism against U.S. military and civilian targets blaming them on the Cuban government. Right. So essentially, this was a plan to reinvade Cuba in 62. Okay. Okay. And this came out recently. Like, this came out very recently. Right? Okay. Yeah. Um, so that's, I mean, that's real. Right. Oh yeah, there's a bunch that like come out too. I my go tos are like the MK Ultras and the bacteria that in San Francisco, but it, the for private prison too. I heard a theory that that was like a way to, in a sense, keep slavery going, because we have like that's a fun theory to say, but also the incarceration rate. I did an episode way back. I hope I remember the numbers right, but I remember there specifically being like a 600 out of like something thousand or a six out of something thousand. And then the next country in line was England, which was like 1.8 out of that same rate. So we were like three times the incarceration rate of England. And yeah. like England was the next first world country on the list. So the fact that we have an incarceration rate like that and for private prisons, they like, they're basically a business, so they need prisoners. So you have the whole country sort of incentivizing these people to go to prison so they can make more money. Yeah. And it just seems ludicrous that I'm happy Biden passed something like federally to help reduce for private prisons, but still, like, still need to do a little bit more than that. Yeah. And here's something that, I mean, I, I didn't really think about this in, in these terms until I did. But here's something that um, I figured out yesterday. Like, it hit me like a two-by-four yesterday, right? Um, It's crazy how socially constructed our, our criminality and what we're afraid of criminality actually is. And I have a lesson that directly relates to my podcast. Um, so I did this podcast and I actually did it several times because it was so fascinating. 
But I actually did this podcast with this lady um, about she was a legal pot seller, okay? She sold pot legally in the state of California, okay? Wait, was it um, the hemp huntress? No. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. No. But I couldn't release it. Not because of what my state said, which my state normally is pretty Republican, right? Uh, very conservative. My state actually has a brand new law that says, like, if I was to interview a drug dealer, like, I'd be totally fine. Because, oh, I'm, a, because I'm a podcaster. Because I'm a podcaster, that this is my free speech rights, I can interview a drug dealer, right? Her state was a little iffy. Okay, her state was a little iffy, but here's where the there was a hard no, right? Apple said you can't put a podcast about drug dealing on Apple, like you can't do that. And if you're found, you, your your podcast will be, will be banned from Apple. Okay, now here's what's great, and this is what occurred to me yesterday. Okay. Yeah. There's a law that says that Apple is immune to anything that happens on Apple's websites. Okay. From any content person that puts anything on Apple's websites. Apple's immune from prosecution. Apple's immune from lawsuits. All right. Chapter two. Okay. The second thing, the thing that occurred to me fresh yesterday was, you think about the number of true crime podcasts there are in this country, in on, on the internet, right? Yeah. Including one podcast that I know about specifically, and if you can guess it, I, I'd really rather not say it, but... If you can guess it, that's fine, but just don't say it on the air. But there's one podcast that goes in graphic detail about how this young lady was killed from soup to nuts, right? From literally from start to finish, how this person planned this murder out, committed the murder, and then got away with it for years and years and years. Okay? Okay. All right. So here's my, this is what occurred to me yesterday. Are you telling me, honest to God, that with all the true crime podcasting out there, there's not somebody that heard a true crime podcast and thought, this is how to kill somebody. Let me go kill this other person. Because, <laughs> I mean, if I just do what this guy did, then I could avoid being detected. The only reason he got detected was because some podcaster got interested in it. <laughs> you, you know, honestly... Mate, like, I could see the listing and thinking this is how I would do it, this is how I would plan it. But I think that's kind of like the video game argument where kids playing video games makes them more violent and they want to, like, do crime. You know? I'm, I'm sure that over society as a whole, that's that's inaccurate, right? Yeah, but they I'm did not, studies. Yeah. I'm, I'm not talking about society as a whole. I'm talking about one person listening to a podcast and thinking, oh, oh, okay, I could do this. This is how to do that. 
Yeah, that right. one dude. Yeah, the one get, dude read that book and that motivated him to shoot the beetle. So what, what was that? Um, there's actually a podcast the, directly about. There's this lady that published a book about how to get away with murder, how to be a hitman and get get away with it. Right. Yeah. And there was a guy who read this book and figured out this is how to kill this other person. And the whole podcast was about this legal battle and because it was like, oh, my God, you mean somebody actually did that? I didn't. It was a novel. (laughs) (laughs) You know, blah, blah, blah. So I guess you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, that that was my point. Like what? So my point is, it's, it's, it's crazy to me what we've decided as a society or socially, how socially constructed all this actually is. Much more, you, Apple, are much more about a businesswoman, right, than you are about any number of people telling people how to kill people. (laughs) (laughs) That, to me, is just, and for the record, I've never smoked a joint in my life. I'm just saying. It just, it (laughs) occurred to me yesterday. Like, wow. It wasn't like a high thought. <laughs> no, I, yeah. actually, and I, I don't even know how it popped in my head, except that um, I was scrolling through my podcasts on my phone, like podcasts I listened to. I was like, oh, that's that podcast. And I was like, this podcast is totally messed up. Because if you actually listen to it, it would tell you exactly how to kill this person, how to kill somebody and totally get away with it. Yeah. I'm a, <laughs> a part of me is like, you don't want that, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but I do like the side of sort of like the freedom to do what you want. Like if I want to interview some crazy like KKK ISIS shooter leader or something, I feel like I should have the right to do that. Just... You, there could be consequences. I understand that side too. Yeah, right. No, I, I get it. I get what you're saying. I totally get what you're saying. As far as like, you want to interview person X, and and you should be able to do that. Yeah. But and see, as, this, you know. And one more thing too, as like the <laughs> QAnon people spout. That book, uh, eighteen seventeen. What what what's eighteen seventeen? I don't know. I don't know eighteen seventeen. I haven't read it, but my understanding is this guy he uh, works for the government, and it's his job to censor like the news and the media. So it's sort of like y- you don't want the you don't want things to get censored because of like fear, I guess. I'm here to tell you. There isn't one person whose job it is to censor the news and the media. There are oh, standards no. and practice lawyers, right? And, and back in the day, like back when all news was, was broadcast and cable, right? Yeah. Back when all news was, was broadcast and cable, there were things you had to think about. Like if you were, um... also the book is a fiction too. It's not like a nonfiction. 
but it's sort of that take of like I don't want to not be allowed to interview people because of possible the um I forgot the name of the word but the censor me that's what I'm trying to say well I know that okay so like I was trying to say uh, before yeah before I lost my train of thought when back in the day when you broadcasted a news story over the public airwaves or over the cable, if it was basic cable, um, there were things you had to consider. Like, for example, it's illegal to actually show a person. It used to be, I don't know if this is still true, but it used to be illegal for you to show uh, the commission of a crime. Or like somebody getting murdered or something. But I don't know if that's true anymore because you have all these um, police involved things that you see on TV now. I, I don't know if that's actually true anymore. But I know at one point it was. Yeah, I know Um, after 10 o'clock I'm allowed to like say anything. Like I said, like what am I allowed to say? What I'm not allowed to say? And they said for the radio... You can say whatever, like no holds back. But at the same time, way back, I talked to that guy from Death Row, and they like explicitly said, you can't say anything about the case, you can't say any detail because it's an ongoing investigation. So that could become like a whole legal dilemma. Well, here's a legal dilemma for your radio station. <laughs> <laughs> right? Here's a legal dilemma. Um, it's always ten o'clock somewhere. <laughs> you, you see what I'm saying? It's always yeah. ten o'clock somewhere. Dang, I got a big warning because I let slip a uh, swear slip through at mm-hmm. five o'clock. That should have been my counter argument. <laughs> well, see, I would I would take that argument as like I don't know. I mean, how is the internet? I mean, I know the internet is different from the public airwaves. Okay, I know that, it, but how? Why, why do we still think that? Because you have so many people, whatever. And I'm not advocating for let's all make it whatever, blah, blah, blah. But I'm just saying, like, I don't know. It, that's how arbitrary all this is, really. You know, oh, yeah. like, this is so arbitrary just all the time. Like, how is it that I can show this and not that? <laughs> like, and even, like, the radio... There's like apps now where you can stream the radio. So the same way you play Spotify, you can tune into FM 91.7 or 92.8 or whatever. But isn't that just streaming by that point? But then the radio has the same restrictions. I guess I would say it's because it's live and like anybody can hear it versus somebody going out their way. That's where I'd say the difference is, but they are very similar. I don't know. like Or like... What okay, so if you've got I mean in the podcast community, have you had these debates yet? Like what is a podcast? <laughs> um like, have you had those debates yet? With my friends, not with the podcast community. But do you know what I'm saying? Like if I have this podcast on YouTube with a video component, you have a video component, etc. Is that a podcast? Or is it something else? 
Yeah, like YouTube, I want to say is like a talk show then, but there's so many podcasts that only do YouTube and they're still considered podcasts. Because to me, a podcast is an audio component. It has nothing to do with... That's just me. Yeah, but then the Joe Rogan experience, biggest podcast, and people like to watch him with the video, too. Yeah. (laughs) But see, I I almost think Joe Rogan is a separate, even though he was, like, the second podcast I ever heard. (laughs) But, you know... Yeah, he's such a rare, like, thing in the whole top hundred. <laughs> I mean, here's, and I get into this argument all the time, like, not argument, but it's, it's interesting, like, my podcast is in the top, like, one of my, you know, it's in the top 50% in listens, but... Also, according to listen notes, I think you're top 10% now. Oh, I'm top 10? Wow. You might be. I think I looked it up. (laughs) You're the second person who said that to me. Like, you're my second guest who said that to me, that I'm in the top 10%. Yeah, listen notes, you're top 10, and you have a listen score of a 26. What does that even mean? Listen score, no idea. (laughs) It's supposed to be like the rate of people listening or something. Like, the Darknet Diaries is like a top 0.01%, and they have a listen score of like 48. Okay, so I'm going to get into that, because I want to get into that. But, totally. Because I I actually, tinfoil hat time, I actually think, I don't think my pod provider is telling me the truth. Straight up. Yeah. Like I straight up don't think they're telling me the truth. Tinfoil hat time. All right, I heard a lot of that too. Yeah. Uh, but so that's the debate I have is like they people go look at my numbers and they say, well, your number is this. And I said, yeah, but I don't think that's my number. <laughs> and the reason why is because like I've been recognized over the phone, you know, I like I've been recognized randomly over the phone or like there was that time that I had to check a piece of software and I put out like I need to check a piece of software. So if you want to have a pod, if you want to have a podcast with me, we can have a podcast. And if it's any good, I'll release it. You would not believe the people that came over the hill. The number of people that came over the hill. <laughs> it's just like, oh my god! <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. The the interaction alone is like sort of the how you know you're at a point because mm-hmm. people can like tune in and whatnot. But gain the actual like sturdy base of the pyramid of people really into the show and messaging you and like catching your voice. Yeah, I'd say that's more than like I've heard a lot of people say their numbers seem kind of odd to them. Well, the question I have is, first of all, I've actually with my own two beady little eyes, I've actually seen numbers come off the board. <laughs> really? Like I've actually watched that happen. I'm like, that's strange, right? <laughs> and like my favorite story is well, so one that one month I was like number, I was in the top ten podcast in Ireland, and I had four Irish listens. According <laughs> to my podcast, I had four Irish listens. One, two, three, four. 
So I'm glad that all four people in Ireland with a phone heard me. Um, one of them was not my friend in Ireland who I actually know, who actually has a phone. So, <laughs> <laughs> so three people. <laughs> yeah, that's a little something. <laughs> Right. Eh, Tinfoil hat. I don't even think Ireland's real. Uh, is it? Is it Ireland, or is it part of this island chain of like Scandinavian countries? And we've just decided that Ireland's English speaking now. But hey, that's just me knowing things about history. <laughs> the history before it, you're knowing history. Shock. <laughs> I saw you tweeted. You um, you're gonna leave the name as it is. So you're going to keep the uh, Spanish flu part? No, the COVID part that comes after? Apparently, okay, so apparently I have a lot of listens for the COVID stuff. Um, again, my pod provider doesn't tell me about that, but <laughs> apparently I do. Um, and apparently it's used in colleges. Like I have emails from people all over the world um, who tell me they listen to the, the COVID stuff. So I'm totally going to keep that in the name. But I love talking to normal people and putting that on the internet. I just think it's so cool. And one of these days, I'm going to do a deep dive into some history because that's was what I started. And I feel like I owe that to people. But I just love talking to normal people and figuring out what's up with them and what's up in their little world. Not, you know, not little world, but what's up in their world. What are they What are they doing? So you're going to become like a two-parter where like you talk about the dive in history, but then you also talk about like the everyday folk. Exactly. Like that the everyday. What? What's the and I might even like I'll do I'm sure I'll, like I'll do experts about things that interest me or and there's some stuff like so you're brave like i think you're brave as hell like i would not like you did a ex, you did a thing on on the flat earth and i would never do that like i would never <laughs> touch that with a with a i would not put a flat earth believer on my show to talk about the flat earth that just i would not do that but <laughs> Yeah, I want to try to um, like when I started the show, yeah. I said I want I'll talk to anybody as long as they're an expert. So if somebody's like the top professor, Bill Nye, the science guy, I want him on the show. But even if I don't agree with the person, if he's the KKK leader, I'll have him on my show. So, so Bill, I'm gonna do a I'm gonna do a, a elevator pitch for normal people. Okay, ready. There was a kid that I talked to, a young man, not a kid, a young man in Iowa who sells donuts out of a truck. And he had some fascinating takes about the everyday world that he saw. Now, he's probably not an expert on anything other than selling donuts out of a truck, even though he's very knowledgeable about just life in general. But he had some really interesting takes on the world that he saw. And 
the other thing, the other thing I'll say about people is that if you're just a normal person, you're going to say something that the quote society or you'll be more able to say something that quote society doesn't quote want you to say than you would say an expert. <laughs> right? Because if you're an expert, you have a brand. Whether you want to think about that, you have a brand. Right? Yeah. So if you want so in the future, like if you want people to understand how did the next Trump happen, right? Because there will be a next Trump. There won't probably be a Trump. Probably not Donald Trump anyway. But there, there might be another far-right populist leader in this country, and people are going to want to know how that happened, right? Yeah. Well, how, how in the world are you going to know about that if you don't go interview? That's why the media does it. That's why the media goes out and talks to people in diners in Iowa or Indiana or wherever. Because they want to know, like, you know. Yeah, and I'll say, like, <laughs> I remember, like, social media is a small part of the whole population, and the new sort of does speak the same sort of message, and people think it's on the same, like, wavelength, like most yeah. of the news stations and all of this stuff, and, but there's a, yeah. and then, like, the new thing with the um, Gay Pride Month, a lot of companies have the flags in their background, so the average like liberal will look and see this and they'll see the news supporting their side and they'll think, Oh, this is great. I live in Connecticut. Like here's an example. Like I live in Connecticut and then you see all of this stuff supporting the same mindset. So you think that's it, but there's so there's another half of the population that's sort of in its own world. And like everybody around them or around that group is this opposite where it's like, Oh, I like this side. I like yeah. this. I don't like the, um, this going on and i see the world in this perspective but well okay yeah it's like this all right so i, I was talking to this guy he runs an ad agency i was talking to him on twitter the other day and, and we were talking about uh elon musk okay yeah and spacex and tesla all right and i was saying you know i think global warming is real and I think you think global warming is real. I was talking to him, right? I think you think global warming is real. But I don't know if the average American thinks global warming is real, okay? Not only yeah. that, but I also deal with mobile technology a lot, like technology you can pick up and move. I see a whole lot of people that don't practice proper battery maintenance okay and if yeah. you're thinking about a phone like you overcharging a phone right that's one thing okay and that's bad enough or it can be like you can start a fire from an overcharged phone okay okay what could you do with an overcharged car <laughs> right oh, oh you're you talking know? like tesla yeah <laughs> Or like what happens if so everybody everybody knows that one person whose phone didn't update, right? And their phone never worked right, even though it was supposed to get the update, like it was it even though it was in line to get the update, it was supposed to get it, it didn't get it. And their phone didn't work after that. 
right? Yeah. What happens if that's a car, <laughs> right? <laughs> and here's the other thing, right? People complain about having to get a phone every three years or four years or five years or whatever. What happens if it's a car? <laughs> right? What What happens if Tesla decides, oh, I don't want to send out the update to that older model of phone. Or, uh, I'm sorry, older model of car. <laughs> right? That's a good point. Never even no, thought of it like that. That and And I haven't even talked about does the average American think that global warming is real? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. And um, there was a coffee maker. Like, it's like a smart coffee maker. And if you mm-hmm. don't use that same brand's, like, little cup, I forget what you call those things. But mm-hmm. if you don't use the same brand, the machine will say, sorry, it doesn't, it says, sorry, product doesn't function or doesn't work. Even if it's the same exact thing, because with their own cups, they have like a small code on it that the machine will then read and say, okay, I'll make coffee with this. And that way people only buy their brand to make coffee. You can't use other brands. Or what was it? The, um, now this was a while ago, but uh, was it, there was some bank or something. I'm going to get this. I'm going to throw the wrong thing under the bus, but somehow there was a, there was a car manufacturer that had gotten on board with with a bank or or with a credit reporting agency but if you had if you were falling back on your car payments like they would turn the car off and you couldn't drive the car anymore and sometimes this would happen like in traffic oh no (laughs) when the car was moving or should have been moving yeah yeah right and that's, trying, yeah. I don't see any reason that can't become the future. I mean, and that's exactly, and that's my point is like, if you have well-meaning, intelligent people now that can't charge the phone properly, you just wait till you have well-meaning, intelligent people who can't charge a car properly. <laughs> right. Yeah. And what, and I haven't even touched on the thing I really wonder about. I've actually thought about this at night. What do you? What are we going to do as a society with the parents that put the six-year-old in the self-driving car and tell the six-year-old to go to school? <laughs> what are you going to do with those people? <laughs> like, I don't know. I but, don't know. <laughs> but you see what I'm? You see what I mean, right? That's a problem. That's a. That's a legit problem. <laughs> what I thought about or what goes to my mind is like you're at the bar, you get completely wasted and you can't function. Well, then the Tesla can drive you home. That's a pro side. Okay. Right. Right. Or okay, what about this? I don't know anything about stores, Connecticut, other than it's the head of where ESPN is okay, but <laughs> I don't even know. I know, <laughs> I know about my town. My town is a fast moving, fast growing place. Okay, you can, there are entire cities in my metro area, entire whole cities with big hospitals and everything. 
that'll say like if you need to come to this hospital you need to put the address for a sitco that doesn't exist anymore like a gas station that doesn't exist anymore into your google <laughs> because the town building moves faster than google can update <laughs> right yeah you see what i'm saying like yeah. wow <laughs> i'd see that I there's know. a then whole then there's the a Tesla, whole, same thing yeah you got your little map and then you type in the old building and that still drives you there Anyway, Bill, it's, as always, you're, this is the third time you've been on the show. <laughs> um, as always, it's been a pleasure. Uh, so where do you think QAnon goes here? Do you think it becomes a fad, or do you think it... Whatever. It's... We talked about... Um, Sort of the freedom thing. Like, I want to be able to interview whoever I want without restrictions and stuff. So I have that, like, freedom mentality. But then I also heard about the paradox of intolerance. Where basically, if you're intolerant to intolerance, it will, like, sort of swarm and become bigger and bigger. And that's what was happening with QAnon. It was allowed to go through Twitter. It's allowed to go through Instagram, Reddit. And it became really big. Um... I think I have some more stats. Let me see. In the 2020 election, there are 97 QAnon candidates in the primaries and 24 in the regular election. And a few of them won. I forgot how many. So you kind of like need to ban it because it can be harmful at times. So this banning might slow it down, but it's never going to really fully go away. See, I'm, I'm of the opposite opinion. In one respect, I wonder if you can ban something for real. Like, because think about it, right? I my podcast is on a whole lot of catchers, okay? Yeah. Um, Apple's probably the biggest one, right? But if all I'm trying to do is reach ten people, okay, or a hundred people. Right? Yeah. See what I'm saying? I'm a little I mean, I don't think it's the... If all I want to do is reach... Get this message out to 100 people. I don't need Apple. Right? I don't need some big brand. Right? I could just put some weird hashtag on Reddit. Or... Not Reddit. Twitter. Or Instagram and get those 10 people to follow it or 100 people to follow it. So I think what you have to do is to some extent you have to educate people, but to another extent, so I don't think banning works. I don't think you can ban and have it actually work, yeah. you know? Oh, I fully agree, and I agree with the education part too. It's sort of like when I was a kid, it was like the first year they started teaching students how to read news properly. Like, you, we would take like small classes about this is how you know it's a good news source. Check the author, check the date, check the brand, check their history, check the um, sources, like all that stuff. Yeah. 
And I feel like my generation is very tech-savvy as a result of that. Not perfect, obviously. But when you compare that that to the older generation, who you see, like, you hear about the Facebook, where conspiracies spread a lot. Because Facebook is, like, no holds back. People will see something, and they'll publish it with only reading the headline, thinking mm. Hillary and Obama have a lizard kid that ate... John mm. F. Kennedy, something like that. <laughs> mm, mm. Or like, um, there's there's this guy on, there's a comedian that actually makes fun of it. But there's a guy on YouTube who's driving around. I can see his face. Who's he's dropping what he calls truth bombs, right? And all he is is a guy just driving around talking to people. <laughs> but I know people who think that's the real news. Oh no. You know, because that's yeah, because that's also unfair. Like you could get the top QAnon um, or no, I'll say the top flat earther. You can get like the top flat earther who knows all his flatter stuff and debate me on it. And he'll be he'll probably beat me. He'll like in the end, the audience would think the earth is flat because he knows the stuff better than me. And he'll say all this stuff. And I'll say, wait, uh, I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I guess you're right. <laughs> Yes, but the Earth is not flat. <laughs> yeah, you bring up those points, and I can't. I don't know enough about. Like on my show, the guy talks about electricity, and there's different um, densities of it, which is what gravity really is. And I can't like argue that because I don't even know what that means. <laughs> okay, so all I would tell this gentleman is, okay, here's what you need to do, sir. Um, you got two options. Or really three, but you got two options, right? The first option is get on a plane and make sure it goes cross continental, right? As far across the continent as you can as you can go, as you can as you can find. Okay, so like Miami to Vancouver or Miami to Edmonton to whatever, right? Atlanta to L.A. Okay, make sure you get a window seat. <laughs> All right. Make sure you can see. Make sure the window. Make sure it's not obstructed. Okay. And then look out the window the entire time. All right. The next op. The next thing is like you can do this even in Atlanta. And Atlanta, it's got some tall buildings, but not the tallest in the world. But it's got some tall buildings. All right. But go to say I don't know, the the building that replaced the World Trade Center. Or go. To, there's a bank building. I think it's the. I don't know what they call it now. But when I was living there, it was the Bank of America Tower, right? Um. So go to the observation deck and just look around, right? Yeah, but the argument to that is, like, if you look out, you can only see certain. Like, the reason you can't keep going far out is. Because the air is dense, so you'll or, see the limit. Yeah. Okay, wait. Or there's this. Talk to every single builder. The Golden Gate Bridge is the same thing, where like both ends are sort of, they're not parallel. They're actually slightly leaning away because they had to factor in the curvature. Yeah, I mean, there were cathedrals and whatever that fell down because they didn't account for the curve of the earth. So you ever, you ever see that Netflix documentary on the flat Earth? No, because I don't think the Earth is flat, so I don't I don't bother with that stuff. 
It's um well it's the documentary like yeah, going into the flat earthers and how they think. And the guy I talked to, he was on that documentary. And according to him, it's not a documentary, it's a fiction movie because they they make it sound like the earth isn't flat for some reason. <laughs> but <laughs> the climax of the movie is they're far apart and they got this freaking um laser. And they have these like two wooden posts, maybe even three, and they're trying to shine a light to show that it will go through all three or two holes to show that the Earth is flat. And the movie cuts with basically the light or the laser doesn't go through the other hole. But then when he lifts the guy, he's staying far enough away that he has to lift the laser above his head. And then you can see the laser because he's lifting it above the curvature of the Earth. And the movie ends with like that being the end. That's like, oh, that's weird. Why is it working like that? So the audience thinks the Earth is round, which it is, and that's how I really think it ends. But then the guy he tells me he's like, oh no, right after that we got it to work. There was some um some something debris blocking it, and uh, we proved that the Earth was flat. But they just cut that out of the movie, so you'd think the Earth was round. I remember reading. In 2005, a study that showed that 30-something percent of the Americans believe the Earth is flat, right? Wow, yeah. And I remember not believing that, but now, like, I could see it. What made this so popular? Was it the Internet, or was it just people always thought that, and now they're out of the closet? <laughs> yeah, that's what's like, um... I think I did an episode in Uruguay and the guy, like Uruguay itself or one of those countries has like 50% of the people who believe the earth is flat. And it's sort of that prior what we talked about where you're in a community of people who think the earth is round. So why would somebody think the earth is flat? But then I know people who are in their own groups where everyone thinks everyone's lizard people and the earth is flat. And so to them, we're the odd ones out. And that's, like, why I do, like, the Flat Earth episode is I don't want to, like, that's such a real population of the Earth that I don't want to exclude. I don't want to make them feel like they're dumb. I don't want to make them feel like, like, I'm not, I'm, I don't want to deal with you. You're not in my realm. It's just such a large population that's within its own community the same way we are in our own communities that yeah. nothing sort of breaks in to stop it. I mean, that's that's the thing I, I really think about. I think podcasting in general is so cool because you can get people talking to just people and putting yeah. that on the Internet. And where before, like, I mean, you had to get experts. And I'll give you an example. So I applied for a job at the New York Times. And the New York Times was all, yeah, we typically take editors from small town papers and we put them as reporters. And I'm like, why? You know, why? Okay. Right? Like, because all you're going to get, this is why you have to rotate in foreign correspondence. To go to places like Alabama and rural Missouri and places. Because, you know, 
And by the way, this foreign correspondent, whatever nationality they are, doesn't really understand these rural people the way somebody from Missouri might. Or the way, <laughs> you know, so this is your problem. You're, you're setting yourself up to not get out of your bubble. Right? Yeah. So that's what I like about podcasting is that you can get out of your bubble. Yeah, you get to talk to whoever, wherever. I talked to a journalist who just got back from Ethiopia. And, like, he's probably all of his, completely out of his element, but he goes there, he goes to China, he goes wherever. But then again, like, have Anderson Cooper go to, like, the most hick part of Kentucky or something and see what that looks like. Right. I think it would work, actually, because people are understanding. It's not like people don't want to say the other side's dumb. Like, they like to disagree and like to kind of say that, but I feel like most people are open to talking to the other side. I, I hope so. I really hope so. Because, again, this is kind of the history thing, right? I've seen what happens if that doesn't happen. Yeah. And as the history of Forager, you talk to past, like, you cover history, like you said, then you cover modern-day regular people. Modern-day regular people are modern history, so it's still history. And, and that's what I'm thinking. Like, that's... So the reason I wanted, one of the reasons I, I got into doing this was I started for the flu, for the Spanish flu. I started reading these diary entries about so-and-so was missing, uh, like there was just people missing, right? They, were, they could drive through this town and there wouldn't be any adults. Where'd the adults go? They're all dead, right? From the flu, right? Yeah. So I'm like, you know, later with COVID, somebody's going to want to find a primary source, right? So why can't this be that? And then through doing that, I discovered that there was this technological revolution, this cultural revolution, technological revolution, etc. that was just happening in real time. Like in real time, people were trying to figure out how to have a job and stay at home, right? Or how to, like, you know, you have these pre-existing conditions, how to go to the grocery store, how to get food and not go to the grocery store because, you know, you could die of a seizure from COVID or whatever. Yeah. You know. That's a fun way to like look at to, not that part like what i'm gonna say next is the fun part <laughs> not that part <laughs> what i'm gonna say next is um but the spanish flu everything you, you like or anybody knows about is people reading these documents reading documents of other parts of history and like sort of incorporating it and understanding it but then the same time when was the spanish flu what year <clears throat> so <clears throat> the spanish flu uh, a study that was released in the 50s and then declassified under Bush II, under George W. Bush, uh, says that the Spanish flu was in the American bloodstream from 1900 to like 1924 or 7, I forget. But started in the American bloodstream in 1900. 
So for 20-something wow. years. Yeah. And that's about, yeah, that's 100 years ago. So we look at it through the documents and whatnot. But then 100 years from now, they'll look at the Spanish uh, COVID. And like you said, it's not the same like documents and understanding this or that. There's TV, there's YouTube, there's like your podcast. And it's just such a direct, this is what it is versus like, this is what it is. I mean, even 100 years ago isn't like that long ago. There's still some stuff. But compared to even yeah the 100 years ago, technology is so beyond that they'll know COVID like as well as we know COVID. Actually, it's funny you say that because I think you're wrong. Um, <laughs> there's less we know about the Spanish flu today because we know it's not a flu. Like, oh. it wasn't actually a flu. Influenza, it, right? Well, influenza is flu. It's oh, shit. The word. The <laughs> oh, well, okay. So here's what happened. There was a there was a doctor in California who was fascinated by the Spanish flu, right? And so yeah. he started studying the Spanish. He he made a clinical study of the flu, the Spanish flu, and he tried to replicate the symptomology of the Spanish flu, the the non-flu like. Um, symptomology like um a lot of people would have they would their their uh nerve endings would burn or their nerves would burn and that would cause a seizure and people thought in fact you can even read books that were published as recently as 2000 and they'll say well that's from a fever right that's from a fever okay okay so this doctor rose up in the government and eventually got to a party okay that was harry truman was at this party and and so this doctor was talking to harry truman and while harry truman was president right and harry truman basically said the 1940s equivalent of shut up and take my money (laughs) like Basically, because Harry Truman had family that was killed by the Spanish flu, like a lot of family killed by the Spanish flu. So he was really interested in in knowing what this guy knew and having this guy continue his research. So he was on the government payroll, I want to say, until... I, I forget exactly when, but it was a really long time. And he was basically the flu czar, okay? And okay. what what he figured out was that it actually wasn't a flu. It was something else. But this wasn't declassified until Bush, until George W. Bush, right? Um, okay. What was so it then? They don't know. Uh, <laughs> they, what they, could it be, uh, like a, bac- a bacteria, parasite, like... Well, so this is why, okay, so this is why I personally don't believe the lab leak theory about COVID. Um, This is the main reason I don't believe it. So things happen in, in the world of viruses. Things can just happen, okay? And some of the time, actually a lot of the time, 
used to be, the time was, a lot of the time, that virus would just die out. It would just go away. It would die out, whatever. But now that we have jets and we have air, we have jets and we have cars and we have this and we have that, one person can get that new bug or the new whatever and they can just move it around really fast. Okay. True. The other reason I don't believe the lab leak theory is like Tehran in Iran was whacked by the Spanish flu. Okay. Hit really hard by the Spanish flu. And nobody knows why. Because it wasn't, they weren't in World War One, okay? They weren't in World War One, and they weren't really on any of the trade routes, on any of the Western trade routes, right? So how did Tehran get the get the flu? Nobody really knows. And here's another thing. So in my state, we have the Indian variant of COVID. We have the Delta variant of COVID. Nobody yeah. really knows why. <laughs> right? Nobody really well, knows why, but here it is. Oh, well, probably because it, like, mutated in, like, a plane or something, right? Well, that's the theory, but, okay, you can't, you can't fly internationally. Right? Or only you just now could or whatever, right? Yeah. But so how did it get here? And it was here from before when you could fly to... I mean, it was here before you could fly to India, right? So did somebody in India... Is there Was there a connecting flight? Was it... Whatever? I mean, you know. And then again, I mean, not to get too political, but we have an illegal alien situation. Or undocumented, or whatever you want to call it. And... What anybody who knows who deals with that understands is that people can move around and, and the government or whatever, the authorities, government, whatever, doesn't necessarily know they're even here. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or even like so, people who smuggle drugs across something like that. Like if somebody has COVID, they're not going to say or they could just pass and be fine. And then it ends up in Georgia or something. Exactly. Now, to give, um, we like, I've been against QAnon, been against flat earth conspiracies. So, to give those people listening some, like, oh, wait, hold on, some other side. I'm a little bit pro the leak. I, I'm not fully, I'm like 60-40%. But John Stewart went on uh, the show the other day. And while he could have been joking, I listened to the whole thing and then I read an article. So, I don't think he was joking. But there's this um, lab called the Coronavirus Lab or in Wuhan, China. Like It has a name just like that. And it's right next to where it started. And so I, it could have just been a mutation. I read those reports, and the more we deforest places in like Brazil or wherever, it's likely a new virus is going to come up, just like that one did. But well, it could right. be a lab leak. I'm a little leaning towards that. Well, uh, okay. I have not heard a lab leak story 
in you know and I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm saying I have not heard it. I have not heard a lab leak story from a major from some news outlet in the world that was a major news outlet that didn't also circle back to the fact that the entire world's media missed this whole thing. Okay. Um, and there are media outlets in this world that hate the Chinese with a passion. Okay. That have a bad day at the office when they can't throw China under the bus for something. Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> I think they do report it though. Like th- there are, they do upload stuff like, oh, the lab leak, this guy says this or this guy says something. Now, I don't give as much credibility as, like, The Guardian, but there are people that still say stuff like that. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I, I wish I knew the name of that website. I want to look it up to see if they have anything. I don't know. Like, the uh, one with, like, the all QAnon fake stuff. Or, <laughs> I'm not 99% fake, because there's truth that gets twisted. <laughs> that's yeah. the thing too it all starts with a grain of truth Jesus <laughs> so and again like I don't know I'm a regular person I read like a little bit but I haven't actually did, dove into it like any other topic so to me it could easily be a mutation but it could also be a lab leak I'm 60-40 right now but yeah. maybe 55-45 but like that same range <laughs> All right, Bill. Um, I gotta wrap it up. So, uh, thanks a lot for coming on, and you're welcome anytime. Sounds uh, good. Thanks for having me on. I hope to come on again. Oh, I'd love to have you on anytime. But I gotta rock and roll. Um. Anyway. All right, everybody. Bill Travesky of the Way Podcast. It's a really excellent podcast really is i'm not just saying that i listen to it um and also as always i'm having a good day and i hope you are too ladies and gentlemen all right just hang on a minute i gotta unhook this recording (laughs)